Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast. This is episode number 28 with Missy Vitrano, our first sibling on the podcast. Uh, so uh, Jackie Vitrano, a good friend of the podcast, uh, it is her sister. Uh, she came uh, kind of with a great recommendation from Jackie. Uh, she is a proper geek for life. Uh, she talks more about her geeky upbringing uh, and uh, just the, the cool um, recent discovery that she's had uh, to build a community uh in Syracuse, where she lives and works around uh, Dungeons and Dragons and role playing, and she just really geeks out about that. And I'm really happy to highlight that and uh, the things that she's into since we uh, really haven't gotten to explore it yet. Um, so, um, yeah, Missy's really cool, um, does some great work in higher ed up at Syracuse, and uh, just really appreciate her uh, energy and the, the things that she just is genuinely into and just unabashedly, um, just always. Uh, I appreciate that spirit. So um, definitely connect with her. Uh, check out the stuff we talked about in the show notes. And after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 28 with Missy Vetrano. Hey there, listeners. It's an honor to have our good friends at Swiftcake be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention High Red Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out at SwiftKickHQ.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Oh, yeah, this is like my second like legit adulthood apartment uh so i feel like i'm still learning <laughs> a lot about uh you know entering into adulthood uh, all the time but um was this move smooth for you i guess uh i don't know how it went for maybe the first time the first move the first move was good um the second move which i'm like half doing right now half saving for later i'm hoping will be the same um i'm like moving literally two minutes down the road so I feel like it's a lot of work for nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll be worth it. I'm very excited. Um, oh, we could we can make fun of Jackie because she can't help me move this time. Right. She well, helped me last time. Well, and you helped her, right? Didn't yeah. she go on that road trip? Yeah. We took a very fun road trip. We made a Facebook Live video because we were stuck in like a standstill traffic yeah. for like what would have been I think like 45 minutes. That was fun. Um. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, that who uh, I guess driving seems to be maybe a central part or something or moving. You know, uh, like who's the better driver? I don't know. Like, is that something? Is there like, are you all very similar? Are you very different? Like, what what's sort of that sibling relationship? Actually, I mean, record speaking, I'm a better driver because I've never been involved in an accident. Mm -hmm. I think she's been involved in like a couple of like. Not like horrible ones, but like silly ones in parking lots. Fender benders and whatnot. Yeah. Ironically, I think I have the like the car accidents I have been in have always involved Jackie's car, <laughs> but never her as the driver. So <laughs> it is But just, I like wasn't yeah. the driver either, so it was like really bad luck. That's yeah. a good story actually. Yeah. Um, One time we messed up Jackie's car. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that's yeah, if you're like somebody else's car, you're like or you're like house sitting for like anytime it's like classic sitcom scenario because it's like do i hide it do i try to like 
you know, cover it up or something, you know, just mm-hmm. hijinks ensue, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess what happened there, cause I mean, I'll, I'll admit for myself, I am, I guess not like a bad driver, but I get speeding tickets a lot. I've, I've had a couple of fender benders and things like, uh, I feel like my, my brother actually, now that I'm thinking of it, he's had his fair share as well. So maybe we're similar in that regard. I think I'm probably much more of like a lead foot, but, um, yeah, so I think, uh, we're generally similar, but I guess this, you know, getting Jackie's car into it. So you were like in the car, you were not driving the car. Yeah, I was in the passenger seat. My dad was driving. Mm. Um, my dad was like in charge of a carpool that day for me and like a neighbor down the street. Cause we were going to summer school to get ahead, to get ahead. <laughs> and like it was really busy on this road. So when we were making a left turn, the car behind us made the left turn, but didn't anticipate like the traffic backing up and stopping. Mm -hmm. So the car that like did the crime was four cars behind us. So when that car hit the one in front of it, it was kind of like this impending doom of, Oh crap, this car is going to get hit. (laughs) And Jackie's not even involved with her own car. So because it happened, like my friend and I, we had to walk like a couple of blocks to school because like the car was stuck and it was horrible, mm. but <laughs> yeah, it was rough. fun having to explain to her what happened when we got back. <laughs> yeah. Just be like overly positive when she like enters her like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like just like try to hide it. Just like, just so you know, your car was in an accident. Let's have some ice cream. Let's go. Like, yeah, totally. Like, and, the, yeah. and the horrible thing was like the summer school, it started at like, seven in the morning mm. so you can't be like hey morning sunshine because it's summer we messed up your car <laughs> like yeah. yeah it was it was bad <laughs> um well i guess yeah that, that'll segue then because yeah you, you've got you know uh kind of your journey to where you are now uh and i i feel like from talking with jackie like his <laughs> I guess just clarify maybe because it's saying going to summer school to get ahead. It seems like an optional thing. I don't know how that works, but I like talking with Jackie, like, cause she deferred to you as like definitely the nerdier geekier one, but I feel like she's got like a, you know, legit kind of nerdy core as well. Um, so I'm curious maybe of your origin story. If like, is your family just sort of like nerdy and geeky? Cause that's what I would want to like cultivate for my own, like, you know, my own child is that like they're super into what they're into. They're just, you know, like thinkers and intellectual or, you know, just kind of, you know, I always did well in school. That was always like a big thing for me. And I don't know. So like what, what's been kind of your origin story or, you know, just kind of introduce yourself and kind of try to take us through kind of, uh, you know, your life to kind of where you are now. And then we'll, you know, dig into a little bit more of the details. Growing up, I was definitely the token video gamer. Uh My, Great uncle, we all we all called him Uncle Irv. Um, gave me a Nintendo 64 for my, oh God, it would have been my fourth or fifth birthday. And ever since, I like started playing Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, all the Mario games, everything else that was a big deal. Um, when when the N64 came out, I was hooked. So my claim to fame in the family, and I don't think Jackie can defend herself on this, was I was always the best. I always won games of Mario Kart. <laughs> Mini games of Mario Party, I was very competitive. <laughs> um, so I think that is definitely a part of my origin story. Like, I took a lot of pride 
in that like I I would dive into all these games. I took it upon myself to memorize like all 150 original Pokemon, which in my opinion is one of the best gens. Um, so I think in terms of like growing up geeky, that was definitely a big part of what I did. And I think kind of brought out our competitive streak a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's good natured, you know, civil yeah. rivalry. Yeah. All good natured fun. No, we were we were pretty cooperative too. So, like, you know, in the original Pokemon um, generation, so, like, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, etc., they purposely made, like, the games to pair off against one, one another, so you had to buy both versions to collect all the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So we always um, got the other version. So, like, I had red growing up, she had blue growing up, and we would always do what we could to trade and... Um, get all those bases covered. So it wasn't always competition. <laughs> we got yeah. a, we got along. It was a nice way for us to get along. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I remember me and my brother doing the exact same thing. Um, N64 mm-hmm. was a very formative uh, console for us as well. Um, and well, I guess yeah. So uh, to sort of get towards sort of your like current work. So yeah, you kind of grew up geeky and. Um, you know, that, that sort of affinity, that passion, that interest, you know, because I feel like, you know, if you grow up playing video games and all these things, you get a problem solve, you get to, uh, you know, kind of have the focus and kind of follow stories. And there's there's a lot of, you know, that could be a whole other episode, but like maybe that like cultivated things within you. And um, so kind of start, I guess, with sort of your journey into your undergraduate college career. Um, I guess like what do you feel like that gave to you? And then we'll kind of segue into your your current work and what you enjoy about that. So I guess, yeah, just start off focusing on your you know, undergraduate college experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I went to SUNY Geneseo. Um, I graduated with a um, bachelor's in psychology and a double minor in sociology and human development. All of it kind of happened as an accident. <laughs> um, my senior year, I think I mentioned to my school counselor maybe once that I liked psychology and I wanted to roll with it. And then when I started at Geneseo, little did I know that I apparently declared it as a major, so I rolled with it. Um, And then I put on the sociology um, and human development minors because I just naturally took more um, social science courses. I ended up really liking it. I liked learning more about me helping people as a strength and those classes really catered into that nicely. So before I knew it, I had this awesome major. two grade double minors, and I guess an unknown love for higher education. Mm. When I um, graduated, I, or I guess I should say ending my fall semester senior year, I didn't really have a big idea of what I wanted to do. Like I knew that I wanted to go into K through 12 school counseling to some degree. So I kind of said, oh, shoot, I guess I got to put together a grad school application because I got to do this now. And then before I knew it, I was in a K through 12 graduate program um, at UB. Halfway through that, um, going through internships, taking classes, I started to realize, oh, wait, never mind. K through 12 isn't really my cup of tea. Um, Higher ed, I think, is what I really want to do. I think what helped me sort of come to that final decision was um, learning from friends um, who were in the higher ed program, um, eventually interning um, at UB's career services. 
um, and everything that I did at Geneseo as a tour guide, as an orientation advisor, um, knowing a lot of different RAs and working closely with ResLife, it kind of made me realize eventually it sort of clicked and I was like, oh, well, I need to get my button gear and actually look towards some opportunities in higher ed, um, which is how I eventually got to the opportunity that I'm at right now. Um, so I guess for those in the crowd that don't know, um, I currently serve as um, Assistant Director of Admissions and Financial Aid at Syracuse Law, Syracuse University College of Law. Um, when I started there, um, I served as a recruitment coordinator, which did a lot of what I was used to um, when I was working at Geneseo. So like helping um, plan visits for students, really being that happy, welcoming face which I still do win and I like, um, but really it was a culmination, I think, of what I had to learn about myself um, in undergrad and what I had to learn in graduate school to really get me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, it's uh, like you had kind of, yeah, like the classic kind of higher ed involvements during the undergrad and uh, knowing a lot of those people and being in that community and um, yeah, like you, kind of were aiming for the education world, but just shy of, I guess, you know, kind of where it felt like a better fit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great that you've kind of found something that uh, yeah, allows you to help people and utilize that skill set like you uh, kind of cultivated with your sort of academic classroom experience and um, certainly all the skills and knowledge of just kind of, you know, being at college and being successful at college and what that means and helping to sort of convey that. Because I, I think even, you know, I work with uh, graduate students who are online, but it's like certain skill sets and things to like coach people and to help people, whether they're mm-hmm. just getting started or, you know, throughout their time in the programs, it's like stuff like that is, you know, pretty consistent. We can all use reminders to do, you know, one thing or another. Um, and I know of somebody that you work with actually that do cross pass it to you before she came to, uh, or she went to Syracuse, Kelly Brandt. Oh, right. Also wow. just, yeah. Just got married. But, um, cause yeah, I, I talked with her a few times before she had, uh, left us and, um, yeah, so now I know she's uh, up there and she's uh, doing good stuff. But um, how funny! Yeah. Small world. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you're now at Syracuse. I mean, it's it's a great school. Um, actually, also one of two's partners. So uh, go go Syracuse. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, I guess dig in a little bit more. You know, anything else just in terms of like kind of what you enjoy most about your work? Because uh, I mean, you, you I guess you started. You said as a recruitment coordinator. You're your mm-hmm. assistant director. I mean. Uh, I assume you're probably both good at it and enjoy it, which is great. And you're sort of, you know, getting some dividends from that. So I guess, yeah, just explore that a little bit more of sort of what's keeping you inspired and um, kind of what your kind of current work entails, I guess, too, just to give a little context and then just what you enjoy most about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So during my time as recruitment coordinator, one of my main responsibilities was arranging um, visits for prospective students, serving as a point of contact for students who wanted to ask questions, really get their foot in the door to learn more, um, and eventually apply. So what I really liked about that was I was able to be a friendly, positive face to our office, which sort of was reminiscent to when I was an orientation advisor. And it was really neat to see the growth of students who eventually really had no at first really had no clue as to how the law school process worked. And then in a few months time, I would be seeing them come in as a one now asking questions about their financial aid, which I now help them with. So it's a really interesting full circle kind of thing. Um, I guess in light of that, I also worked with um, the law ambassadors. So 
pretty much lost students who serve as tour guides, student representatives um, on an um, informal level um, who are incredible people. It was one thing that I really wanted um, to work on in terms of my professional development was how I wanted to help my office and how I wanted to be portrayed to the student body. I'm 25. The average law student, the age of a law student coming in is around that age. So I really needed to work hard to separate myself as a professional, but then also have relationships with these law ambassadors and these students coming in um, and really have to walk that line. So that was one thing that like working with law ambassadors closely really helped me with. Um, so now in my um, elevated role, I do a lot on the financial aid side of things, which I really like because I like working and being able to help people within sort of a process. When it comes to financial aid, it's not fun. You don't want to like go somewhere and talk about financial aid. Like I'm boring myself kind of just saying the words financial aid. So what I want to do is sort of be like a comforting person when somebody really has to think about getting their finances in order. Oh my God, what's a FAFSA? I didn't know any of this going into grad school. So what I want to do for people now is to serve again as that point of contact and say, hey, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Here, let me help you walk through this process. And, and it's nice to be able to um, be a problem solver for people to sort of be a calming presence. That's my goal. And not to make financial aid fun, um, but to make it as good as it can be, because really that shouldn't be your biggest worry. Your biggest worry should be getting through law school and doing the best you can. And really like what I have to do to help students shouldn't be a stressor. It should be more of a help. So it's something that I've really enjoyed lately and something I'm really grateful that I'm able to do. Um, and something I want to continue doing. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot there just how you're talking about, like kind of walking that fine line of, uh, mm -hmm. sort of approachability, but also kind of a professional demeanor. Uh, cause I think, yeah, you'd want to utilize like, Hey, you know, like close in age, you might feel like I sort of like get it or, you know, it's different than like, Oh, this like assistant director and, you know, the, the title kind of like, you know, precedes you, but you mm -hmm. know, certainly trying to cultivate a, a meaningful relationship where, um, you know, you could have a kind of regular student contact, um, give them an experience that's good, but also like helps you to, um, sort of have a conduit where like, you know, perhaps you may not have kind of regular student contact as the students persist, uh, other than, you know, right when they start, but yeah. And then just like, there's so much going on when a student, you know, begins a program. And if you can just sort of help kind of shepherd through that, because it is just like, I liken it to like, you know, going to the DMV. It's like, sometimes we do certain things like the FAFSA or these forms and, you know, it's all this kind of jargon, you know, infrequently. Um, and certainly now not the part of it that a lot of people look forward to, but it is important. It's necessary and, um, valuable to have someone need to help, you know, kind of, uh, walk through it. So, yeah, exactly. I, I was just going to say, I think like one other thing that I try to do and have it be like my further goal is it's not my job isn't just like managing loans for people. People don't like come into my office and I type things on a computer and make the system change. Like I want it and I want to um, help people realize that there's a lot that goes into 
what myself and everyone else in my office does, there's a lot of things that I, I've been learning while I've been at this job about like financial literacy, like how to hold down a budget, basically a more formalized way of how to adult. <laughs> and yeah. it reminds me all the time that, yeah, sometimes it can be a scary thing and I'm going to learn alongside um, these students. And I think that I think having that mindset of that there's more that I need to learn and I can always learn new things. Um, I hope that it helps sort of other students feel okay and get to learn those things too. Yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so you're, uh, kind of have a nice vast array of, uh, experiences that you're, uh, getting there at Syracuse and, mm-hmm. um, Obviously, your professional life is not your entire world. Uh, I guess part of that thing that maybe you bond with people you work with or um, anything like that, or just as you're building community there, um, you know, in Syracuse, you know, is the things that you geek out about, the things that you're into, the things that you do to have fun and relax and all that. Um, So what are you geeking out about currently? Is it stuff that you've recently discovered or uh, have always been into? And um, yeah, then we'll talk a little bit more about kind of. Uh, how they've positively contributed to your life. But yeah, just what's kind of capturing your attention right now. Absolutely. Um, So I guess something that has captured my attention ever since I moved to Syracuse, um, which was this past June 2016, um, was taking part of Meetup and joining probably the best thing I've ever done in my life, um, a group called the Syracuse Society of Geeks. Um, This is a shout out to anyone in Syracuse. Um, If you are a geeky person who likes board games, playing D&D, Um, just nerding out in general. I am so grateful that I um, have been part of this meetup and met these people because they're pretty much the reason why I geek out even more about things. Um, (laughs) So I'm part of a um, weekly group um, that meets up at a pub um, in Armory Square in downtown Syracuse where I have learned basically every single board game that I know in my repertoire now. I have found that I am a gigantic fan of deck builders. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and because of them, I've joined um, a couple of D&D campaigns. I currently have three characters rotating around right now, some of which I play with the Society of Geeks and some of which I play um, with my friends that I graduated with from Geneseo. Um, we play right over Skype. Um, so it's a really nice way to, A, play D&D, which I've never done before until this past year, um, and B, um sort of keep in touch with people, um, learn new things, try new things out. So yeah, that has been a lot of what I've been geeking about lately. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. My brother and his, uh, kind of core group of friends have always been into sort of tabletop games and like role-playing games and I've joined them a few times. It is pretty fun. I must say, yeah. uh, cause I think, yeah, definitely it just cultivates like the creativity if you create your character and again, just sort of the same stuff that you'd get in like a video game, which I think is more mainstream now, but you know, any of these different kind of um, board games too, it's just like, you know, all these kind of weird and wacky rules or just like, you know, just fun, silly stuff. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, I feel like uh, now that we've moved, we need a, a good group like that. So that just reminds me that I need to <laughs> try to find like a, a geeky uh, meetup group and try and do like game nights or just like hang out, you know, like a, because uh, they've got a lot of like good craft beer uh, tap rooms here in Baltimore, so um, they're always good places to to hang out. But um, I guess yeah, I mean if you want to you know speak a little bit more, because I honestly like I didn't even think of like ever doing something like D and D over Skype, which is brilliant. Um, 
but like, you know, these hobbies and things that you're into, like anything else, just in terms of like how they positively contributed to your life, these, you know, interests, some of the stuff obviously you've like discovered recently, is there like an anecdote maybe of just like, you know, a person that you've met or just like a thing that you've learned? Um, yeah, just through these things that you've gotten into. Yeah, totally. Um, well, first, um, if you ever wanted to play D&D online, um, my friends and I switched between using Skype and Twitch chat. So it's like basically Twitch is like um, a similar client to Skype where it has video and voice capability. Um, And we also use a website called Roll20 where um, you can digitally make a character sheet and load it into the system. And then the DM, whoever that may be, can upload maps onto there. You have like basically it's a great visual help um, because I knew that's what I needed. Um, to be able to like see what's going on. So like, let's say for example, you're in combat, you know where your character is on this grid, you know where the enemies are, you can measure like how um, far you need to move to attack, use spells, etc. So it really, really helps add to the experience. And my friends and I, we do that um, twice a week and it's super great. Um, <laughs> so I guess to get into my answer, as a long story short, I have three characters, one of which, and they all have different alignments. Um, one which is lawful good, one which is neutral good, and one which is chaotic good. And I think all of those alignments go into my job every single day. And I like it because obviously when you make a D&D character, part of it's going to reflect a piece of you. Um, and at least for me, and that's important to me. And all of those three reflections make up who I am. And who I am is what I like to carry into my job. So really, in terms of what I do in my job, a lot of it has to be lawful. I have to um, really uphold what I have to, what really like the federal government has in terms of federal loans, how the FAFSA works, all of that processing. Um, And sometimes I have to be a little chaotic um, because from my time as recruitment coordinator um, and being the front of the office, I had lots of conversations with students, not about like needing help, but just things about their lives and things that they needed. I remember um, a few months ago, um, there there was one girl who started, she came over from um, France and the UK, and I felt my heart goes out to her. Her experience was really rough in terms of moving, getting acclimated with classes, and um, there were a couple of times where I, just sort of sat down with her and just listened to her vent and obviously it wasn't part of my job um it wasn't something I had to do but it's something that I wanted to do because again it's the helper in me so really everything that I do every single day sort of falls along these lines of all right I'm gonna do these processes I'm gonna advocate for students that way and make sure that all of their like loans all of their scholarships are in order but then on the other side of things, I want to also be an open door if students want to come by, say hi, need a place to vent. I also like being that person and, in a sense, putting on my counselor hat, <laughs> as I like to say. Um, so it's something really that D&D has helped me with, <laughs> yeah. being able to take all of these different characters and um, help me sort of apply it to my life in a way that'll not just help me, but help other people. Yeah, just like, yeah, like nurturing all the different sides of us, because I I think, you know, we're all, you know, we should be, I guess, like, you know, kind of deep and dimensional um, and just not 
you know, sort of just like moderation and all things. Yeah. It's like sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, you need to follow procedures. Other times you might be like, you know, uh, kind of go in your own way and you need to be more independent and autonomous and, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of both in the middle and, but I think, you know, yeah, I would tend to always kind of be like, well, I'm always going to try and do the right thing. You know, I'm always going to be a good guy. Um, my, my brother's, you know, again, that sort of like playing both sides or like trying to be completionist or whatever. My, my brother usually plays like, he role plays like evil characters and I'll usually play the good guys. Um, but kudos, <laughs> I would not be able to do an evil character. Yeah. That, that's tough. Uh, but yeah, cause I think, he, yeah, he just has that like the rebel streak in him, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I think it is like you sort of nurture these different sides of you and just, you know, allow yourself to have that flexibility in your everyday life. But then, yeah, these like personifications of, you know, different aspects of you uh, that are embodied in these characters. And yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, you're literally role playing. Like, it's fun to do that every once in a while, you know, because it's like people like, you know, perform in plays and are actors and just like to do that sort of thing. You know, it's just like, yeah, kind of get out of your own skin for a little bit. But uh, yeah, so yeah, that's cool. Well, I guess, uh, you know, with all that, so I, I don't know what, I guess, necessarily you kind of uh, get into in terms of like what you read, what you watch, what you listen to, but just anything that you'd want to kind of give a shout out to that we could include in the show notes. We'll definitely include all that stuff that you mentioned about um, like that Roll20 site and stuff uh, and, you know, uh, just generally stuff that we've uh, mentioned in the episode. But yeah, anything specifically that you would like to uh, highlight that you are kind of consuming right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um so I guess just as a little bit of background, I um, only got into D&D about this time last year. Um, and ever since it kind of me just like learning um, about how it works, the system and just like the culture around it has really gone zero to 60. Um, <laughs> so a couple um, of other podcasts slash shows that I have been really into. First, um, The Adventure Zone. The Adventure Zone, um, for anyone who hasn't listened to it, is a podcast featuring three brothers and their dad playing D&D. Um, the dad, I think, is the only one who has never played before. So there are some really funny moments where they're like learning how the system works and their characters are very funny. And it's a very lighthearted um, way to um, learn about 5e and how they and how they like spin it into a story. From there, I like to think of the Adventure Zone as my gateway podcast to Critical Role. Uh-huh. Um, Critical Role is my absolute favorite. Um, it features um, Matt Mercer, um, a pretty famous voice actor, as the DM to a bunch of other "quote unquote" nerdy ass voice actors playing D anD. d So that has been really my true love for a while. They have, I think. Um, around 130 episodes, some of which range from three to four hours long. And I finally caught up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> finally caught up over the course of maybe a year. Um, they've been, they've been um, doing shows, I want to say for quite a number of years, definitely more than one. Um, but they take, I feel like they take um, D&D to the next level in terms of really bringing their characters to life, really um, like respecting and following how the 5e system works and just like showing all of the different things you can do with it just based on the situations that they get in and overall just a really great story it taught me a lot about how to um play D too some of which i may or may not have integrated into my um own characters so for example my first character i made a gnome cleric which coincidentally um one of the um voice actresses ashley johnson also has 
Yes. And when I first made my character, I had no idea what I was doing. She, I think um, she was new to D&D as well. So it was neat for me to like see her character get so good. And I kind of copied things. <laughs> um, but that is definitely what I have been into lately. I've taken off a few Fridays um, in the next coming weeks just so I can tune in to Critical Role when they live stream on Thursdays uh, yeah. because since they since they um, stream Pacific time it goes pretty late so my goal is not my goal was to catch up and then eventually um, watch some of the shows live and then be able to sleep in the next day <laughs> so um, if anyone from work is listening right now that's why I took vacation um, <laughs> yeah man but, that's, that's a good yeah. use right yeah, yeah. Something I'm looking forward to, so that is something I have definitely been um, geeking out about lately, um, and something I'm looking forward to taking part of live. Um, well, listening, not doing. Although that would be a great dream come true. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. They, they, they uh, stream on Twitch, right? I believe they stream on Twitch. Um, the way that I've been listening to them has been through um, Castbox and YouTube. So I haven't even like considered other options but i'm pretty sure they're on twitch i'm pretty sure they're on alpha mm-hmm. um yeah, which yeah. i which i need to get on that um so those are there are plenty of different ways um to access them whether it's um live or whether you were in a position where you're catching up like me all 130 or so episodes <laughs> um it is totally worth it um mm. both the adventure zone and critical role as ways to really get into D. Yeah, well, I guess that's good because I assume your semester is ending soon or at least winding down and maybe yeah, just like going into the summer, just like kind of shorter weeks and kind of making the most of that time, you know, on the Fridays. Yeah. Yes um, and no. In financial aid land, this is when things really start to kick into high gear because we're going to be setting This is kind of an intersection of we're not just helping the current students like get all of their financial aid in order for the fall, but we have a whole incoming class that we got to take care of. So the summer provides this kind of super high intensity, exciting overlap. So um, it's a, it's a mix of both. I think a mix of busy, but also a mix of calm in which we're able to be a little more flexible and take vacation, take days off, self care, you know, those sort of things. So smorgasbord. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so it's like, yeah, a little bit of flexibility, but also like, like I'm sure the summer would slip you by very quickly because there's like, there's enough to do to keep busy with or just sort of, yeah. you know, <laughs> kind of forget about it. So yeah, it's good, uh, good on you. And, uh, yeah, so I think, um, which I haven't really explored. There's some stuff on there. I feel like I do want to check out, you know, at least do like a free trial or something, just, uh, you know, project alpha. Cause it's like, I've always been a fan of Nerdist for a long time and, uh, Geek and Sundry and it's kind of their sort of, uh, team up. Uh, network there with some like exclusive stuff like that so um, yeah but uh, well I guess yeah that that is obviously something uh, that you are looking forward to anything else as we end the episode on an optimistic note uh, anything else uh, some thing or things that you are looking forward to in your job life or the world yeah all of those things oh my gosh (laughs) well I'm definitely looking forward to learning more in my job I think because I recently elevated into this role, I really only had about six months or so under my belt in this role. Um, it's something that I really like. It's I think it's a really nice balance of being able to do higher elevated work and still have be a touch point to students, which is really important to me. So that is something I'm looking forward to 
watching grow and continue to do well. Um, I'm looking forward to my move. Um, <laughs> um, I, I'm really grateful that um, I have so many friends in, in the Syracuse area now who want to help. Um, we might plan a Cinco de Mayo packing party. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm just really grateful that they're there. And I guess the whole reason why um, I move, I am planning on moving is because I have an overarching goal to have a pet Corgi by 2020. Hashtag Corgi 2020. Mm. Um, I absolutely love Corgis. I guess you could say I geek out about them as well. So <laughs> this is all one um, very significant step to the overall operation of eventually having a adorable pupper of my own. So I'm looking forward to, I guess, all of those things working together in terms of me continuing to do my job well, in terms of having a happy and safe, um, productive move, and eventually being able to have a little puppy of my own. So all good things coming my way, and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, just best of luck with the move. And yes, having a dog of your own uh, is a recent thing for me within like the past six months. It's uh, pretty great. It's like, you know, an additional responsibility, but uh, yeah, there's nothing else like it. So definitely. I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, definitely something yeah. to look forward to. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you sharing all that you did and all the stuff that you're geeking out about. And it's definitely some unique things uh, kind of in like the D&D world that we haven't gotten a chance to explore yet. So I'm sure if there's any fans of that stuff out there that maybe don't know about uh, some of the things that you've mentioned, give them a couple of new things to check out. Um, but yeah, just appreciate your time and uh, yeah, just best of luck with everything and have a good rest of your week. Yeah, thank you, Dustin. You too. And thank you for giving me a chance to talk about these things. I don't really get a chance to geek out as much. And now I get to have it permanently archived on the internet on a great podcast. <laughs> right. So. Just like reference it. Just like, if you want to know what I'm into, just go listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cliff notes here. Um, but yeah, it's all good stuff. And yeah, just appreciate your time. Have a uh, yeah, good rest of your week. Awesome. Thank you. You too. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU podcast network bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.